Welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update, the podcast that immigration professionals and foreign nationals turn to for up-to-the-minute information. This week, we have another lightning round featuring minor associate Kristen Sisko and minor immigration partner Lynn Walker. The lightning round is a rapid-fire Q&A we do here every two weeks on the podcast about hot topics affecting immigration professionals. So Kristen, can you tell us what today's topic is? Uh, Today, we're going to be discussing the rescission of the COVID-19 travel bans. We're all extremely excited that it looks like the beginning of November, the travel bans will be lifted. So we're going to be going through some Q&As regarding that topic. Now, for our next podcast after this one, if there's anything we haven't covered and any remaining questions you still have, feel free to send me a direct LinkedIn message with your question, and we'll do our best to cover it on our next podcast. Um, So I'm going to turn it over to Lynn, who's going to give us a little background on the travel bans in general, and then you guys can take it from there. By way of background, many of you may be aware that since March 2020, there have been several presidential proclamations issued that bar the entry of immigrants and non-immigrants into the U.S., in an attempt to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Individuals subject to these bans on entry are required to obtain an NIE in order to enter the US. You can find further details about these presidential proclamations and the process of obtaining NIEs by reading our articles on LinkedIn or listening to some of our recent podcasts. However, today we will be discussing the recent plan by the Biden administration to finally rescind these travel bans. On September 20, 2021, the Biden administration announced that it would be rescinding the COVID-19 regional travel bans on certain foreign nationals who have been physically present in one of 33 countries. Kristen, can you tell us a bit more about the proposed rule? Yeah, so in short, the rescission of the travel bans would effectively replace the strict travel ban by implementing a requirement that all international travelers entering the United States would need to provide proof that they have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19, as well as provide a negative COVID-19 test within three days of boarding a flight to the United States. So at the moment, if you've been physically present in one of the 33 countries subject to the travel bans in the past 14 days, you may not enter the United States unless you fall within one of the limited exemptions or if you're granted a national interest exception. This new rule seeks to reopen the United States to all visa categories as long as the individual can provide proof that they've been fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and can provide proof of a negative COVID test within three days of boarding their flight. So this is very long awaited good news that we're all very excited about. That's great, Kristen. Um, To follow up on that, when is this rule going to take effect? This is really great for a lot of our foreign national clients. It is, it kind of gives a light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people here. Uh, At the moment, we don't have an exact date. The Biden administration announced that it'll take effect in the beginning of November, but they didn't determine an exact effective date. The Biden administration advised ALA, which is the American Immigration Lawyers Association, 
that it will need until early November of this year, 2021, to establish the proper processes and procedures, which will involve a coordinated effort with the US Department of State, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or the, the CDC, as well as all the airlines. So it takes time to coordinate this effort, but at least we have the good news that the wheels are in motion for this and the travel bans will be lifted early November. That, again, is really great news, um, especially for many of our foreign national clients who have been stuck outside of the country, simply waiting to get a visa or trying to figure out how they could possibly qualify for these NIEs. Kristen, you noted that international travelers need to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Is there any indication what this means? Who who is considered fully vaccinated, according to the Biden administration? So with this current context, the Biden administration has not provided any guidance as of yet on what will be considered fully vaccinated or even what vaccines will be acceptable. Part of the coordinated effort of the Biden administration is discussing this specific factor with the CDC. So we could expect some more guidance on this closer to the beginning of November. However, the CDC has provided similar guidance in other contexts. So for example, at the moment, the CDC's guidance to the general public on its website is that the CDC considers somebody fully vaccinated two weeks after receiving their second dose in a two-dose series. So that would include vaccines such as Pfizer or Moderna or two weeks after receiving a single dose vaccine such as J&J. So it's a bit of a different context that they're considering that fully vaccinated, but perhaps that does hint at what they may determine fully vaccinated to mean in this context with the travel into the United States. So I guess the follow-up question to that, Kristen, would be um, what happens for these international travelers who are not fully vaccinated, do we foresee any types of exemptions being in place? Um, Even under the current CDC rule, there are some individuals who cannot get vaccinated. So how does that play into the Biden administration's goal to rescind these COVID-19 travel restrictions? Yes, that's a very good question, Lynn. At the moment, it appears that there'll be very limited exceptions made to this vaccination rule. So we're anticipating some exceptions for children, for example, that are unable to get vaccinated. Um, there, it looks like there'll be exceptions made for COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial participants and potentially also individuals traveling under a humanitarian exception for an important reason who lack access to getting the vaccine in a timely manner. It also seems that it may be the case that some individuals who are exempt from the vaccine requirement may be required to get vaccinated upon arrival. So it's limited information that we have at the moment, but that those are some of the contexts and details that we do have regarding some potential exceptions at the moment. So, Kristen, I think it's really important to make sure I understand what you were saying, that that last point. If an international traveler is not vaccinated, 
but somehow is admitted to the US, it seems like part of the admission would be the international traveler promising to get vaccinated once they arrive in the US. Is, is that correct? Yes, that's what it, it seems at the moment. It seems that the policy may say something to the extent that if you're exempted to get on onto the plane to get here, you may have to promise to get vaccinated at the airport once you arrive. It, it still hasn't been developed, so we don't fully know what the policy is actually going to state, but it seems like it, it could have some type of condition similar to that. That's really, really interesting. Um, I, I guess we're just going to have to wait uh, about the month that we have left. It's almost October now. We'll just have to wait and see what the Biden administration rolls out in terms of implementation. So I, I guess the final rule would be um, we're saying international travelers need to be vaccinated. What kind of proof will the government accept that a person is in fact vaccinated? So they're still working out, as far as we know, the definition. There's been no definition of what proof of vaccination actually constitutes and what, what documentation is acceptable. However, on August 25th of this year, the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, also known as USCIS, issued a policy stating that acceptable evidence confirming the receipt of the COVID vaccine must include the vaccination record or medical chart with entries made by a physician or appropriate medical personnel. So a similar policy may be implemented to the one that USCIS recently implemented. So it may constitute some type of documentation that includes the vaccine record or medical chart made by a physician or appropriate medical personnel. Of course, those terms will likely be defined too on what appropriate medical personnel is. And there's a lot of variables. So hopefully we'll have more information in upcoming weeks about, about what proof of vaccination actually will be accepted. So if you have any questions or would like a further explanation on anything that we address during our podcast, feel free to send me a direct LinkedIn message with your question. And as long as it pertains to business or family immigration, we'll do our best to address it on our next podcast. Even with this optimistic news, our continued advice to all foreign nationals who have non-immigrant visa stamps in their passports is to avoid all non-essential travel, as we cannot guarantee that there won't be any kind of adverse decision by immigration and customs officers, or even in the case of individuals who are currently permitted to travel and return to the US, there, there won't be some change in policy while you are abroad. Thank you again to our listeners. And if you are interested in learning more about the rescinding of the travel bans or any other immigration-related topic, you can follow our LinkedIn profiles where we post weekly updates about immigration law or continue to download and listen to our podcasts. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. 
Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.